Welcome back to Considerations from the Capital from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell. As always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Father. Hey, good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday of the fifth week in Lent, and Father's going to reflect on today's gospel from St. John. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Amen, amen, I say to you, Everyone who commits sin is a is slave of sin. A slave does not remain in a household forever, but a son always remains. So if the son frees you, then you will truly be free. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. I tell you what I have seen in the Father's presence. Then do what you have heard from the Father. They answered and said to him, Our father is Abraham. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You are doing the works of your father. So they said to him, you are not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and am here. I did not come on my own, but he sent me. Father. Okay, one of the greatest movies of all time, Braveheart. At the end of the movie, you know, we all know what he says. He screams out freedom. And uh, today I want to speak about uh, freedom in the Christian sense of the word and the difference between freedom and licentiousness, which is the uh, way that many people today in the world uh, define freedom. Our Lord says, Amen, Amen, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in a household forever, but a son always remains. So if the son frees you, then you will truly be free. There was a pastor uh, who was asked to give a prayer at the opening of the Kansas Senate, and he prayed the following prayer. He said, Heavenly Father, we come before you today to ask your forgiveness and seek your direction and guidance. We know your word says, woe to those who call evil good, but that's exactly what we've done. We have lost our spiritual equilibrium and inverted our values. We confess that we have ridiculed the absolute truth of your word and called it pluralism. We have worshiped other gods and called it multiculturalism. We have endorsed perversion and called it alternative lifestyle. We have exploited the poor and called it lottery. We have neglected the needy and called it self-preservation. We have rewarded laziness and called it welfare. We have killed our unborn and called it choice. We have neglected to discipline our children and called it building self-esteem. We have abused power and called it political savvy. We have covenanted our neighbor's possession and called it ambition. We have polluted the air of profanity and air with profanity and pornography and called it freedom of expression. We have ridiculed the time-honored values of our forefathers and called it enlightenment. Search us, O God, and know our hearts. Try us and see that there be some wicked way in us. Cleanse us from every sin and set us free. I ask in the name of your son, living son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. He was booed off the stadium, off the platform, but everything he says is true. And he, you know, our Lord says, my word will set you free. And notice in this prayer that this pastor did, he says, we have ridiculed the absolute truth of your word and called and, uh, and called it pluralism. 
and the word will set you free. Jesus will set us free. So what is freedom? Uh, freedom is, is uh, what it means is to be able to do God's will and to be set free from our selfishness. Uh, freedom is not licentiousness, which is our, the concept of doing what I want to do. And um, doing God's will is much tougher than doing what we want to do because we are, as wounded human persons, we are inclined to sin. Uh, we have what's called concupiscence. And that is, it's not a sin in itself, but it is this drive, this wound that leads us to seek the path of least resistance. And, uh, you know, we've all probably experienced this. I mean, think about how maybe if you've been really walking with God, uh, compare it to maybe 25 years ago. And I would uh, probably, we would all agree that we are not the same person we used to be. And we would probably see we're a lot more freer in terms of like types of sins and habits and so forth, uh, simply because we have come to know Christ and we've come to respect his word. We've come to um, receive him worthily in the, in the Eucharist and been set free many times from uh, the sacrament of reconciliation. And we've experienced freedom in Christ. The catechism states, the more one does what is good, the freer one becomes. There is no true freedom except in the service of what is good and just. The choice to disobey and do evil is an abuse of freedom and leads to, quote, the slavery of sin, unquote. Our Lord says either you're free or you're a slave to sin, right? And how do we become free? Well, it's it's by, it's by uh, continually seeking good and acquiring good habits. You know, we are, whether you like it or not, we are what we do. We be, Our character becomes what we do. Um, and anyone can come out of that and anyone could be destroyed of that. It is, it is a, a series of actions towards Christ or an abuse of freedom against Christ. And so as the catechism says, we have a choice to disobey and do evil and that is an abuse of freedom, or to do the good thing, which is leads us away from the slavery of sin. So discipline and striving to love Jesus sets us free. You know, I, you know, I've, you know, many, you know, I've been uh, sort of uh, in this leave of absence to try to uh, heal some of these physical problems I've had, and uh, so I've been doing physical therapy. And uh, it, this guy is not easy. He's this is a tough trainer, uh, tough physical therapist, and I. Went to him. He says, how do you feel? I said, well, honestly, like 3% better than last week. And he's like, that's great. I'm like, what? 3%? He's like, yep, that's how it works in the physical therapy word. It takes time. And it takes 3% every week, week after week, after week, after week, after week, until you train the body to be able to get out of the funk it's in. And uh, I was like, okay. But I think too, you know, probably we've experienced that in, in the spiritual life. Maybe we go to confession like, no, about 3% better. <laughs> All right, fine. That's 3%. The next week, another 3%. It starts recruiting. I finished with a quote from the Venerable Archbishop Fulton Sheen, where he talks about character. He says, character is like chiseling statue. One has to knock off huge chunks of selfishness, which requires self-discipline. Only then does character begin to emerge. And so the Venerable Holy Archbishop Sheehan says, 
Freedom comes from repeatedly doing good over and over and over again. So today uh, we have a choice. We can cho choose uh, selfishness or we can choose the more difficult path with the grace of God, freedom.